Hi, everybody. Today, we are talking about self-compassion and why it's important. It's extremely important when you're trying to heal from something, whether it be some sort of trauma or just um, situations that aren't working out for you, how to um, allow yourself the space to be imperfect and to really be okay with that. And I think that's something we all struggle with, especially in today's society when perfection is for some reason the goal. So this is the You Don't Know Me podcast and I'm Juliana J. And today we're talking about self-compassion, the tool to moving forward. Now, I want to say straight off the bat, and I've talked about this before, but I really want to emphasize something in that you can understand self-compassion in your brain. You could have read about it as I have numerous times in numerous places and said to yourself, oh yeah, self-compassion, you know, I'm totally, uh, I totally am down with that. You know, I have compassion for myself. I have self-love, et cetera, et cetera. But perhaps it is only hitting here in your brain, you know, in your brain, theoretically, rationally, you can understand it, but you haven't let it trickle down into every fiber of your being. And I, I mean that seriously, you know, I'm, I'm serious when I say that, that is the ultimate key to having self-compassion. If you don't have self-compassion, you don't really have self-love, you know? You have to love yourself unconditionally as though, you know, doesn't matter what you did, what happened, what happened to you, what you did to others or any, I mean, it does matter, but what you do with that and the forgiveness you can have for yourself, the acceptance you can have for yourself can only happen if you have self-compassion and really live it in every sense of your being. And we're going to talk about what that means and how are some ways you can achieve that for yourself. So um, in a lot of ways, self-compassion is really equal to acceptance. If you think about it, when you have compassion for others, you are accepting them as they are. They might be going so through something really horrible or very sad, you know, say that there's a death of a loved one and you, you have, you extend compassion to your friend who's struggling with that, you know, you're compassionate, you understand, you can, you have acceptance for them. You're not, you know, it's not something like you're, well, it's so lame that they're sad that their, you know, best friend died. You're not doing that. You know, you're like, wow, I can really, I, I feel so badly for them. I don't know what that would be like, but it's, oh my gosh, my heart just goes out to them. You know, it's, it's empathy, it's compassion that you have for the person, which is, which is, a subconscious way of also accepting them where they are. It's okay that you're grieving here. It's okay that you're sad about that. It's okay that you're mad about that. It's okay. Your feelings are okay. You know, I, I accept your feelings. 
And that's something that you have to do to yourself, for yourself, in order to really heal and get over things. If you can't accept your failings or things that have happened to you and have compassion for you, then you can't get over them. And you can't just do it up in your brain. You can't just read a book about self-love and and then declare, I love myself. I mean, that's great. That's great. That's really taking steps forward and and being proactive about your own health and well-being. That's fantastic. But if you aren't uh, really living into the compassion, which involves the emotions of compassion for yourself, then you're leaving it all up in your brain. You know, you're leaving it in your brain. And the trickle down into your body can happen like that. Like I've been dealing with trauma since it happened in my childhood. So decades, decades, and I have read so much about it. And I feel like I'm so knowledgeable and I knew all these things and I knew all the steps and here's what you do. And in my mind, there it was, all the stuff, I am healed. But that was not true. But the trickle down into my body was instantaneous, instantaneous. And it is, you have to let your compassion for yourself really live in your heart and every other part of your body, you know? Um, you know how a lot of people will say that how you feel about yourself manifests in disease, in premature aging, in um, chemical imbalances, obviously mental health, a lot of physical health. Um, you know, people connect the dots to a lot of uh, physical properties people have that they're trying to work on as it's kind of a mental game as well. You know, it's in it's trauma because of trauma. This is happening to you or that is happening to you or um, self-hatred breeds disease, etc. That is why you have to feel it in every cell of your body. You have to feel your self-compassion. You can't let it live up in your brain only. And I think for me, I let it live up in my brain because it's scary to let it trickle down, right? You know, and also I will say for me, some of my past that was traumatizing or embarrassing or sad or horrible also defined me. So when you can find compassion for yourself, somehow, you you can redefine yourself, right? But because it's challenging to change, people, even though they don't like, I, you know, I don't like these things that happened to me in my life, but but there's a comfort in them because I know them. I don't know truly what it's like to be this person who might not be upset about those things. I don't know what it's like to be that person, but I know what it's like to be this person who is traumatized, who is living with trauma from decades ago, 
who's made mistakes, who's beaten themselves up about it, who feels this certain way about themselves, even though I'm not conscious of it every day, but I have this certain subconscious idea of myself that it's hard to let go of because even if it's horrible and it's and you can see that it's causing damage to you and your relationships and where you can go in life and what you can do, it's limiting you. It's still what you know. You know, it's your reality. It's what you know. To let it go is to take on the task of redefining your reality. And that is really scary because it's hard to, you know, get information about that. What is that? You know, isn't reality this fixed thing, you know, but no, your reality is uh, what you are creating in so many ways, living in the society that you're living in. So to find true self-compassion everywhere, to let it radiate through your body is to take on the challenge of redefining your reality and your self-perception, you know? And I think that's the resistance of why we don't let it trickle down. You know, we keep it up here, you know, and we, we think we're healed, you know, but we don't really want to talk about it or do that much about it or anything like that because we think we're healed here, but we aren't healed everywhere else. You know, and that's where the self-compassion comes in, because one of the major things about self-compassion was two major things. One. Acceptance. You can accept yourself as you are. Flaws and all. You are enough. I I won't. You are enough. That's what it boils down to. Self-compassion. Gives you the beautiful gift that you are truly enough in your being not up here because we've all heard that you are enough you know we all we've all seen the quotes about that you know we all know about it but we leave it up here we don't live it everywhere inside of ourselves and that is what i'm talking about so acceptance you are enough and two acceptance leads to your self-love in the true sense of what it is not up here where you think yeah I love myself I'm fine with the fact that I'm not like you know uh look a certain way you know I'm I love myself because I'm fine that I don't um I never achieved this thing I I wanted to when I was younger or, you know, I, I love myself because I've accepted these things or whatever. No, you know how, when you start dating somebody new and you're falling in love and how that love is in every part of your body, you're not just up in your head going, yes, I love so-and-so we had a great, you know, where, um, you know, really connected i think we're soulmates it's not up here only it's everywhere it's everywhere in your body that love for the other person you know 
you have a child. That love for that child is in every pore, every cell, every chemical, every space in your body, that love for that child. It is not just in your head, you know. It's it's transcends all that, right? Your love for that child, for that person is so big, it even radiates outside of you, right? Like there are times when you're, you know, walking somewhere, walking to get your kid from school and that love and joy, you almost feel like it's radiating outside your body, right? You're going to see this person that you love who went away for a business trip and is now coming back and you're waiting in the airport for them. You feel that your love for them is radiating outside your body. It's not just right here. It's literally a bubble around you, right? That's what you need for yourself. That is self-love. That is what I'm talking about. It's in it's like radiating beyond you. It's your your energy. It's so much more than saying I love myself up here. It is that glorious feeling of falling in love, being in love, of loving someone so damn much. That is the true self-love everyone is talking about. Not just that you can theoretically or rationally forgive yourself for something you did, you know, yesterday or five years ago or whatever, or something that happened to you. That is not self-love, but that's what we think it is when we have not experienced the love for ourselves that's equal to how we love others. That is self-love. If you don't love yourself equally in the same way, in the same butterflies in your stomach, in the same, like your arms ache to hug that person or touch that person or your, you know, your feet ache to walk over to see them. You know, it's in every pore of your being that you don't have self-love yet. You know, you're working on it, you're getting there, but you don't. Until you give yourself self-compassion in a real and genuine way where it's acknowledged that you have accept, you accept and you know you are enough. You are enough. Then your self-love trickles down to the rest of your body. You know, that is really what we're looking for. And I think, you know, so often in society, we just think it's all happening in our our brains. We can rationalize it. You know, I can say like, I'm not the only one that this happened to. This is a common thing that happens. And, um, you know, this demographic or whatever, you know, I'm not alone. Um, all those kinds of things, you know, you can rationalize it out. Like I'm still here. Look, I'm highly functioning. I'm going through the world. You know, nobody's, um, I'm not taking shit from anybody, blah, 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 blah. Um, but you aren't, that is all rational and theoretical. That's like the, the end product of how you've decided to walk through the world, you know? 
this happened to me. I decided to walk through the world this way. Okay, so I feel like a lot of my resistance to really getting to that place had to do with fear of being vulnerable. Because when you're when you've experienced some trauma or somebody has done something, you know, heinous or uh or horrible to you, especially if you're young or at any age really, but you know, when you don't have the tools to really even what even was that, you know, then you, you create the shell for yourself where it's like, I've gotten over it. I'm really, you know, I'm doing my thing. I'm, you know, I'm look at me. I'm totally functional in the world. I have a job. I graduated. I did this. I did that. I blah, 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 you know, whatever I own this or I have that or I'm like totally functional and I can talk about situations that happen to me, but it's in a very unemotional sense. And, um, you know, I'm putting good work out there. A lot of people who've experienced trauma are the same people who will help others, you know, be lifelong volunteers, but being vulnerable is not part of that equation because you are, because when you were vulnerable, Someone took advantage of you. Someone took advantage of me when I was a vulnerable child. And so therefore, I'm never going to be vulnerable again. Um, and in doing that, I'll always be safe. And when you can't be vulnerable, you also truly can't be humble, right? Because you might think you're humble, like, oh, I went to this party and I didn't talk about myself once. It was so, I was so humble. Or, you know, I always defined that like, oh, you know, I don't talk about myself. I'm not one of those people that needs to be seen. Um, I uh, I will downplay things I do at work as, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal, you know, whatever. You know, and I considered that humble. Again, the definition of humble up in the brain, right? So. Um, but to actually truly be vulnerable in a moment, even if it's with yourself in the mirror, even if it's with yourself in a journal, even if it's with yourself, just talking as, to yourself as you drive to work, whatever it might be to find that space to really be vulnerable, you know, and it can start with things like, you know, I, when that happened to me, I was so lost or, you know, just acknowledging small things that weren't, you know, about it, that, that kind of help you get in that space of vulnerability. And you have to be really humbled. Like you really have to get in a space where you realize like what I know up here is not, it's good to know it serves me in a certain way, but I have not healed yet. In that humble space of, I did a lot, but I'm I'm not there. In that space of being not there, that humble space, that vulnerable space of really acknowledging to yourself solely and 100% in in tune with that 
maybe you're talking to somebody else, you know, maybe you're lucky enough to have somebody you can talk to about these things. And you can say like, I know a lot about trauma. I felt I was healed. I did a lot of work and it was hard, like for years. I've learned about it, learned about it, did all the things you're supposed to do about it, attended workshops, did everything you were supposed to do, did all the work, did all the workbooks, did everything, you know, but I'm still not healed. Not healed. Sometimes just in the moment of being heard, either by yourself, to yourself, to somebody else, Provides a space of, I hear you. And when you feel like, there it is, I said it, it was heard, it's okay, it's accepted. You can have self compassion in that moment of humbleness. Humbleness. In that moment of humbleness, you can be vulnerable and be accepted. That will allow you to have self-compassion and to just live into, I am enough. I am enough. It's, it'll trickle down. It'll trickle down. And when it trickles down, you can really love yourself because then you're like, oh my God, I did all of this work for literally decades. I did all of this and I went into that hard space of being vulnerable and something incredible happened. And I tell, I'm going to say that vulnerability is very, very powerful. If you can be in a space of vulnerability and have there be acceptance so that it affirms to you that it's okay to be vulnerable. So many doors will open to you, my friends, so many doors because vulnerability is highly attractive to everybody else, not necessarily in terms of like romantic relationships or anything like that, but certainly yes, if your partner's vulnerable, you know, it, it gives you a space to be vulnerable. And therefore, your relationship can be so much deeper. But if the person's not vulnerable, then you won't be vulnerable. Then it just stays on this plane of the surface, right? So, but it's also for your friendships, for your work uh, relationships, for your trajectory of where you want your life to go. To be in a space of vulnerability allows you, one, to know things you would never learn otherwise, because you can only learn them in a space of being vulnerable. But also you're giving others the space to do it too. And in doing that, things deepen and become richer. So it's really worth exploring that, you know, and it might not happen the first time you do it, you know, but, and you might think, you know, oh yeah, easier said than done, Juliana or whatever, but it really can be easy. And I didn't believe it. Like if you watch some of my um, early videos, like I didn't really like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe you spend your lifetime trying to get over stuff, you know? Um, and now I realize like you kind of can get over stuff, but it has to be this, this um, 
letting the healing be everywhere in your body. You know, there's something sacred about it, not necessarily clinical. There's something that is more ancestral than that that's happening. You know, it's being in tune with nature in general, being in tune with the world in general, being in tune with energy, being in tune with your intuition, being in tune with your life's purpose, being in tune with who you are as a human being and why you're here and what your lessons are, you know, being in tune with um, soulmates and people around you who you have a connection with, being in tune with nature, being in tune with everything, you know, realizing that you are not an individual unto yourself, but you are part of the whole. You are part of the one and the one is everything. And I think once you can really live into that in your entire body, it's miraculous. It's miraculous what you can do. It's miraculous how you can feel. You know, I mean, I want you all to be walking down the street, radiating your self-love. I want someone else radiating their self-love to recognize your self-love because you're radiating it. And I think that that is possible. Could you imagine a world like that? where everyone is radiating love, it would be incredible. And we can do that. You can do that. I can do that. We can do that. So let's do it. You know, it's, it's not always easy, but start with something simple. You know, look in the mirror, look directly in your eyes and say, you are enough. You are enough. In your toes, you are enough. In your legs, you are enough. In your stomach, you are enough. In your heart, you are enough. In your back, you are enough. In your arms, you are enough. In your hands, you are enough. In your head, you are enough. You are enough. And feel it. Feel in your feet that you are enough. Try those little exercises. And, you know, in my feet, I am enough. You know, say to yourself, in the mirror, when you look in your eyes, I see you. I see you. You are enough. I care about you. You are loved. I mean, just do that. Just that simple exercise every day. Say those things to yourself in the mirror. You know, if you can't say them out loud, say them in your mind as you look in the mirror while you're brushing your teeth or whatever it is that you're doing, you know, I suggest you just give it that space. It only takes like a couple seconds, you know? And if you can, it, while you're watching TV or, or laying in bed before you go to sleep or as soon as you wake up, you know, say to yourself, I am enough. My feet feel that I am enough. My legs feel like go through every part of your body all the way up to your head. You feel it everywhere. You are enough. And then go to the mirror and say those things to yourself. You know, say to yourself, I see you. You are enough. I care about you and I love you every day and see what happens. I would love to know. Let me know how it goes. Keep working at it. 
Life can be a challenge sometimes, but we're all in this together. Know that I love you. I support you. I care about you. You are enough. Much love. <laughs>